0: Starting. So please give it up for Donnie DeVito and Jason wow. Kershaw. Oh, lucky, man. Have a seat. I'll have to get a picture, but I'll later because I'm starting. So I'm going to come over here. Jason is what I call the Glad Inventor. I mean the Glad Scientist.
1: Mad, mad, I'm bad. mad, I'm bad.
0: mad. And then, and by the way, this is also their bowling team shirts. So when they go bowling, they wear it as well. Are you guys doing a holiday party again this year? <coughs> Bowling like you did last year? Hopefully. So uh, I can make it. No, we had. No, we heard you could make it. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know. I get it from all sides. This is my life. All right. Jason, so. how
2: do you spell your last name,
1: please? P i r s h o n.
0: All right. P i r s h o n. All right, and it's Kirsch Helmets. Um, they're located in the New York Biz Lab. You put your Kirsch on. Get your See, Kirsch on. Uh, yeah, all right. So for starters, give me a little bit about your. You know, you you've invented several things, right? You. Oh yeah. Give, give me a little bit about your background as like as a kid. Were you one of those kids that took, <laughs> took watches apart?
1: I put did. It back yeah, to... actually, like the dishwasher would break, and I would take it apart and put it back together, and somehow fix it. Really, I would be the one that takes it apart and then. Sorry, Dad. We gotta get another dishwasher. <laughs> Kind of thing. So but that's the I, way you're. Wired. I was always tinkering with all kinds of stuff. That's and
0: you great. actually have some inventions beyond the helmet that you're not even going to get to probably, maybe not for a few years at least while you're working on this. Right? You have a lot of ideas.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually have a history of uh, inventing stuff. Uh, I've done poor man's patent like way back. What's that mean, poor man's patent? Uh, it's kind of like a way to to do a mark a date for a patent, but without spending all kind of money, it's I wouldn't recommend it, but it was just something I was doing early on. Donnie, a little yeah. bit about your background.
2: Uh, I was, a, my father was in the Air Force. We moved around the country a lot. Um, went to high school in Amsterdam. Um, eventually went to Siena College, got my degree in finance and economics, uh, finished uh, first in my class for uh, the military. First when in I, your class? I didn't know that. Always yeah, oh, learned something new. Distinguished military graduate, went on active duty uh, in the Army and uh, had a career there. Uh, came out and did uh, investment banking, corporate finance, um, kind of reached the high point with Morgan Stanley doing technology banking and uh, went all over the country to do that. That was a lot of fun. That's where I got my taste for uh, you know, financing companies and starting companies and supporting companies that were trying to create things and, and grow.
0: So your background really, you're not an inventor?
2: No. I, I haven't had an original idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay knows that. So
0: um, And Jay, you're not a financial guy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and so this, remember, you guys, when I showed you the video, remember those old videos of Jay's? Um, probably too young to remember, but the peanut Reese's peanut butter cups, and they like the one guy is walking with a piece of chocolate in his hand, and the lady's walking with a, for whatever reason, scooping peanut butter out of a jar, and they bump into each other. Yeah,
2: Synergies that used yeah. to happen a lot in the 70s. It was weird.
0: So, um, so, this is what you guys have here. So, tell me about how you met, because it's kind of kind of an interesting. By chance sort of story and what I want to highlight here is that you don't know that the event you go to that person you meet that you know to realize that that could become a big part of that goal for you so say you're gonna create a company or something to not write things off that you didn't go to you went to an event and you ran into Jason
2: it was. It, it was a, you know, I, I always tell the story from my perspective, but maybe you could tell them from your perspective too. I, it was a Saturday morning, and a friend of mine who was uh, became the um, entrepreneur in residence over at Siena College. Um, I had helped Some colleges meet. have what they call an entrepreneur in residence.
0: They literally, that's all they do. Their job is to be a resource for young, budding entrepreneurs.
2: And so he was a leader of the Stack Center over at Siena and had uh, asked me to go to RPI for a Saturday morning briefing. It was around 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. He promised me really loud coffee. And it was in February, so it was very cold. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go and I was going there to meet uh, entrepreneurs, people that had created things. And you almost us. didn't go, right? Didn't you almost at the last uh, moment I, say, hey, I don't know. I almost didn't come here this morning. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, morning meetings, are, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a late, I'm an all-day guy, but my day starts at 9, 10 o'clock, um, and, and I'll go till midnight. Um, but uh, with, uh, with that, it was a, about getting there to meet people, and uh, fortunately by coincidence or by grace I met Jay there and saw what he was doing was really impressed with him and the way he thought and certainly what he what I thought his technology can do and so we got to talk to each other and then over time got to know each other better and started to develop a strategy to work together and and help him grow this this um, idea What attracted and you product. to the idea? Well, I mean, it's uh, you, you'll you, you know you just know here when you see it and you, you hold it and you think about all the possibilities for impact technology, the, the fluid liner inside. And when you see that, you can really understand that there's many more things than just motorcycles. And Jay understood that really clearly.
0: But Anything that you want to fill in on the gap of yeah. your first meeting?
1: I mean, uh, from from my point of view, from my perspective, I was working on. The helmet technology from inception for many years. Uh, you know, I, I was I had regular jobs that I would do, and then this I would just spend all my money on research. Table, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, mo- a lot of times I had to take up residence with my father because uh, you know it's just you just keep throwing everything you have at at this. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have your own life while you, while you're creating something. Um, but so it was many years just from conception to working on doing the patent work, uh, to doing, you know, initial testing. Um, I actually didn't, I was trained myself not to talk to anybody about the technology. So it was really like going from just top secret mode to, oh, I just decided, (coughs) all right, I got my patent approved and now I need to make something happen now and I heard about the entrepreneur program, it was my first time going out into the world and talking about the technology. Oh, and really? I was really, really? That was my first time. time like exposing myself, I was extremely nervous, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but I gotta get going because I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't make it happen with my own resources, or you know, within my family, making it launch. So it's like, all right, I have to make you know, I have to get my out my idea out there. It's time. And uh, so, talk a little bit about the helmet,
0: and then I'll open it up because I know that I they usually have an awesome question. They not usually they, they, they always great question. So, um, but tell me a little bit about the the invention, and then yeah. um,
1: and then we'll open it up to some questions.
0: We'll go back and forth a little bit. <coughs>
1: So I was working in construction at the time and I, I was building um, boat houses on the lake in the winter time. Uh, I injured my back. I had two herniated discs in my back. Um, but I have a history of, of <laughs> motorcycling before that. And so my friends dragged me to Laconia. I went to a motorcycle rally. There's a couple hundred thousand bikers that get together and they ride for like a week long right uh, I di- I didn't actually have a motorcycle at that time I had a borrowed bike and uh, I went to this bike rally and it just struck me because it's a no helmet law state out of 200,000 bikers uh, my bike that I borrowed broke down so I was an observer for the event I wasn't even really a participant and from sitting on the porch watching 200,000 bikers go by uh, one was wearing a helmet, and he was riding a moped. Oh. <laughs> so, and then just, I just got a vision in my head of the ultimate helmet that people would want to wear. And I started drawing it on paper, but I realized that it would never work correctly the way I wanted the size of helmets are today. The helmets are just too big and bulky, and I needed to... To make the ultimate helmet, I had to make it extremely low profile. So that was in low my... Low profile head means? Shrinking the helmet. Okay. So that was in my head. I had to figure out a way to shrink the helmet. Now when I had the injury, I'm on the couch and I'm, I've been studying um, accident reports and, and crash reports and and studying helmets and the history of helmets and all the, you know, that but on top of that, you also make observations. So I'm a, I am, I'm, on the couch, I have melted ice packs everywhere, and I happen to have a view of a, of a bay in the wintertime where in the beginning of the day, it was half open water and half ice. So it's kind of in the middle of freezing. And <clears throat> I'm looking out during the day while I got helmets ripped apart and I'm watching uh, something like the creation of the universe on TV with Stephen Hawking, right? Uh, And I, and it just kind of, I started putting pieces together while I'm looking and I'm watching the ice melt throughout the day. The temperature was below like, like 15 degrees, right? The wind was blowing out of the north at 20 something miles an hour. Uh, make sure you get all this down. well, so the real the real feel was like negative five they're saying, right, but still the ice is melting and <clears throat> so I started looking at that uh differently, like with a, a different set of eyes, like what's actually happening there and it's it was in nature occurring uh kinetic energy was being converted right and into, into thermal induction so. You know, and I'm and I'm just like, well, what in what other way does this ever happen in nature? You know, and it it doesn't. The, the material itself, fluid, the water is what makes it possible to convert the kinetic energy. And then when you really think about what is the job of a helmet, right? Uh, if it it all boils down to converting kinetic energy,
0: so so kinetic energy for those that are not like I'm not a science guy. Kinetic
1: energy is what is that a so So, like your mass momentum, right, the energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? You can only have different you forms for right yeah. so so, if you get on your motorcycle and you and you fire up the motor, now that's burning fuel okay that's that's <clears throat> changing forms of energy right, and then you put it in gear and you go now you have you went from potential to kinetic right. Okay. So you're so when you're moving, that that movement of mass is your kinetic energy, okay. right? Uh, and then so any impact that's occurring is is a conversion of kinetic energy. You have to displace it. It so doesn't. It doesn't. Energy doesn't disappear. Right. right? You can only change forms. So. That's why when, I, when you're like, well, what's the job of a helmet, right? It's the only thing you can do is convert energy, right, before it, it gets to your brain or right. through your skull to your brain. So, so I viewed that as another mechanism to convert kinetic energy. Now, old technology also does that, right? It, when, when, the, when the compression happens with styrofoam, uh, there's fractures, and then the so so the deformation of the material, and then the tearing and the fracture, the friction. That's also converting energy, but not as efficiently.
0: So what happens is, as a result, you have styrofoam, and these helmets will crush. That's how they take take on that energy. Where theirs will move the energy and through the themselves.
1: Ba- uh, if if you can analyze it and. Multiple ways, multiple facets, uh, for on many levels, were the exact opposite of what current helmet technology is.
0: So, I'm gonna to get to that's very tight He's when I, I always learn something new from Jason. It's like he is a science whiz and that's not how I'm wired. So, anyway, thank you. Um, tell me a little bit about the business that you've had ups and downs, right? Even in the, you've been in the building for about two years now, the Biz Lab. You have to deal with we talked we've talked about vendors, suppliers. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get too specific because we're um, you know, podcasters. But you've had to deal with some things and I think some weaker people might say, I'm gonna go back and get you know, Donnie gave up a very, very, very high paying job because he believes in it so much that you know and you're probably making less than minimum wage, I'm assuming right now, maybe not. Are you making minimum wage yet?
2: Yeah, I think. <laughs>
0: It depends
1: um, how you boil
2: the hours down. (laughs) Are you doing 40 hours a week? No, you're definitely not.
0: So, um, and I'm just just teasing. But the point is, so I know if you can talk a little bit about some of the challenges of starting this, because this is going to literally, the goal of this is to literally displace current helmets. That's really the goal. Um, uh, Donnie has said many times, the hope is that the current helmets that you see on the streets um, will be in the museum someday. As remember those days um, but you've had to
2: um, yeah, overcome some obstacles. Yeah we see it as an extinction event. It's definitely you're gonna always have obstacles and what's interesting and one of the things I thought we would talk about is just how the team works and if you're fortunate enough uh, to find a partner or partners <coughs> and people in your business when you start a business to have the right Skill sets and the right personality traits—you um, can go a long way. We did a study of our team and our persona- personality traits, and it, Jay and I line up very well. Um, Jay, uh, Jay's a futuristic thinker. He's—he uh, thinks, you know, really far out. And sees the world the way um, it should be and what it can be, and works to do that uh, tirelessly. So he, he works very hard. He, he and I both are very competitive people. Um, I'm an adaptable person um, by personality. So I, I, I face challenges and then try to determine how do we get around the problems, how do we solve the problem. And every day is, set, is a new set of challenges and every day you have to accept it and then move forward <coughs> and with a, a way to try to fix it. And working together, I think because our personality types uh, balance so well, we're able, to, uh, we're able to work together as a team and become greater than ourselves, and that's um, a key uh, to what we do. I'm a communicator. Uh, Jay's more scientific uh, developer, problem solver uh, person. So, uh, you know, when I, I'm looking to win, uh, win over people, you know, it's a personality trait. They call it woo. Went over others, and so I'm always networking and looking uh, to find people. So these events that that Rick talks about uh, talks about are things you need to go to, and you never know what's going to happen. You, I, I people talk about connecting the dots. You know, like networking is about connecting the dots. You got to collect the dots first. You got to go out. You got to go out and find people and meet people, know what they're into, what they're what their life's about, what they want to do, and then re- be able to remember them and recall those characteristics of that person and their, their ability to be able to bring them into your, your business later on when you need them. You know, sometimes it's about just helping um, two other people where you're maybe less interested in what they're doing, but just help other people get to where they want to go. and be be able to facilitate that and develop a reputation for being good in business, good in uh, helping and caring and willing to put in a lot of work. Um, Jay and I both have that. Um, He's got a great network that he's developed and and I do as well. And when we put it together, the ability to bring the right people to solve problems for us at the right time works great. I mean, everybody that we got (coughs) early on to buy into what Jay was doing and who could see the vision for people that one way or another we were connected to, you know, through school, through business, through other uh, colleagues, through friends. Uh, we were able to pull together an entire team of people to be able to manufacture this product, uh, you know, to turn it from a prototype, which Jay showed me there that first day in his hand, that we this prototype we knew so many things that it could do but then turn that into a product and then into a production line and then develop that and then brand it and then sell it out to the market. And it took all those steps but it took a lot of people to do it and we believe we're going to be the next billion dollar company to come out of the capital I believe region. That too. These and guys
0: uh, I've never seen, um, you know, their respect for each other and their and their strengths is, is huge. Um, you know. You're the president, correct, and COO, chief operating officer, and um, Jay is the um, founder and the CEO, chief um, executive officer, CTO also. And CTO, um, but their respect for each other and just knowing we're each other's there's overlap in some areas, and then but knowing that this is their strength and, and <coughs> nobody else could do it better. I know how you feel about Jay and his his uh, and just his wizardry. Let me um, say this. I do want to I want say to, yeah.
2: I, they need to. They need to hear this part of it. The thing that caught my eye, uh, my attention. Um, I, you know, I'd started uh, before Jay. I'd started and worked with uh, six startup companies. You know that all did really well. That's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story is that this guy had was holding in his hand something that could change the world. He was holding. Um, it, an idea that had, as we researched it, twenty-seven verticals that we know of. So you know, when somebody What's tells them different ways you can commercialize this product. So whether it's in sports and athletics, motor vehicle crash helmets like motorcycles. Uh, somebody asked, "What are you doing about lacrosse?" With, uh, the NFL, baseball, hockey, bicycles, and then over into sports. You know, this is the, it's very similar to the mid helmet that special operations guys use so he's he's holding this this key to the world of impact technology, something that's going to really is an extinction event for foam technology and he's and he's and he says i got i want to do one thing i I want to fix that problem I saw in Laconia I want to be able to have people ride a helmet, wear a helmet that's comfortable that's stylish, that has improved performance and is better for them and when they wear helmets they're going to survive impacts far better wearing my helmet than anything else.
0: And they really believe that they're going to save lives. Either traumatic brain injury or death. And to the point where they don't want the helmet to even, you know, go out on the shelves until they feel like it's the best it can possibly be. Correct? Yeah. Okay, so one thing I want to say real quickly and I want to open up a question and will come back. Is that alright? Yep. We're good. Um, was that every time I brought people through their office and um, when I know they meet with lots of people all the time. Everyone always says, "Have you ever thought about football or whatever?" And they're very gracious about it. Um, like, of course, they thought. No, about I it. never. Never heard <laughs> about that. But they're laser focused on this right now to not be. Is that Christmas No, it's fine. I feel like I want to take a nap. Um, <laughs> that um, you're they're not getting distracted by all these other verticals you're referring to and then you're like running around like a mad person and you're not really you know, focused. So they call it the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit is these helmets that Harley riders and other types of motoric- motorcycle riders have that they want that low profile. That's one of the biggest problems in terms of gang- you know, danger areas. Yeah. Let's deal with um, that first.
1: Well, yeah, novelty helmets. Okay? So novel- there's a yeah. huge market out there of fake helmets. The people only buy it because they're so low profile. And but they, they, legal, they don't right? offer any protection at all. Some so of them might legal, them. actually, but they at least they don't
0: draw attention that you're not wearing a helmet. But, not, right. but no they Right, but they don't. They there.
1: don't actually help. And so, we're, the, and this isn't actually my dream helmet that I told you about earlier. It's the step before. You know. So yeah. it's it's. You're, just still, you're still
0: working on it. You're still developing. Yeah. it. They're, they're using three D printing technology now in our place, and it's awesome. Any questions? I just want to make sure I open it up. So we'll go, Connor, first, and then to you,
1: Um, just like with it being a helmet, have you guys run into any problems with like getting a DOT approved or anything like that? Good question. <clears throat> yeah, there, we've definitely had to make some changes with material. So nobody's ever done this before. Right. Uh And then I have, I have, I've learned a lot with silicones and stuff and different types of silicones. And like for instance, a fluid inside the silicone casing, depending on the fluid and its viscosity, might react differently over time with the silicone. So we've had to make some adjustments that way with, you know, we made the helmet one way, we tested it, and then there was a reaction where we had to change the fluid so we didn't have to How do you
0: overcome through. like roadblocks like that? Like that's probably discouraging. You, you think it, you got yeah. something great and you're like, Okay, we're ready to run, like oh up, up another roadblock. How do you yeah. deal with that?
1: It it's very painful actually when you 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 know, you got everybody going, you know. Uh, I got my, my partner here, you know, networked, we're ready to launch and then we run it, you know, we find that there's a possible issue that we have to address, and that puts everything on hold, and kind of, yeah, it's extremely frustrating. But I think
0: that's why there's a value in having two people, like maybe one of you, I've said this in the class before, maybe you guys can verify that when I'm telling them it's the truth, that sometimes one of you may be up and the other one may be down, and the other, or vice versa, that you yeah. pick each other up, the hope is that both of you are not down at the same time. Yeah, you know? a
1: lot of times it happens where we're both discouraged at the same time, uh-huh. I mean, for obvious reasons. Yeah but it's, it's like if I feel like i got a pep talk, Donnie, I will. It doesn't yeah. matter how I'm feeling, awesome. and he'll do the same thing. See, that's,
0: awesome. that's why I think there's a, there's a value. And those sole entrepreneurs sometimes, I think there is a, they're on an island, and that can be discouraging. Ben, um, when you eventually do um, get into like, your perfect
1: helmet, do you plan on like, selling it to other businesses you know, for them to use the technology to make their helmets safer? <laughs> Uh, well, in other words, like ver- yeah, no, yeah. So you're talking about licensing the technology. So what the way I set it up is we have actually two companies. So there's Impact Technologies, right, is the IP holder, right. So when I do when I do a patent, uh, I assign it to Impact Technologies, and then Kirsch Helmets is assigned from Impact Technologies, the vertical of motor vehicles. Okay, So now Kirsch is a more vehicle helmet. So if there's an if there's say uh another company comes to the table from a different vertical and say we want to license your technology which there's something like that on the table right now where it could go either way right. So I could either license it or I can make the helmet myself with Kirsch as the brand. You know, we're building the brand so I feel like we're in a powerful position where if we don't get a deal that we like, you know, we weigh it out. Like, well, we could always, now that we have our brand and we have our ability to manufacture, you're gonna really have to step up as another company to incentivize me not to make the helmet in that vertical. We, and what,
2: what he's talking about is, is what I, I think of as, uh, Cooperation, and what you're doing is you're collaborating, cooperating with a with another vertical partner where you might go with the helmet, um, where you might go with the. I thought I turned it off. Um, where you might go with the helmet, and so when you're collaborating with that partner, you need to be able to walk away and know you can walk away and compete on the field. So if you can't get a good deal. Then you can just say, you know what, this isn't the way that we want it to be. We wish you luck, and we'll just, just go sure.
1: and we'll just go compete with you. What and you see help? how it goes. Yeah, and any and and say it goes the, the way of well, we decide we're going to make it a Kirsch. So we've added extra value to our our first company that we're launching, and our early investors are now getting added. Value and everybody's happy. I want to get to the questions in a moment.
0: But how many patents do you have, real
1: quick? Uh, I've got like four. four. Um, okay, any other questions? But there's many more coming. I mean, you it's some... it and it's endless, and not and during the process, uh, sometimes you have to decide: do I want to patent it or do I want to keep it a trade secret? Because. Uh, you know, once you, when you patent something, you're publishing basically a recipe. Right. Uh, but a, but within That's those steps, it. you'll find out that there's little tricks in the trade that you're developing that you know in manufacturing or something that if you don't do this little trick, it's not going to come out right. But you don't want to patent that; you just want to keep that. That's your secret sauce. That's a secret. So now you're developing patents and trade secrets as you're going through the manufacturing. Um, so you mentioned how, like, you had problems with the liquid ha- reacting with the silicone. Like long term, like five, ten years, is that something that maybe people would have to replace the inner yep. silicone lining of the helmet? Yeah, I mean, if we made a, a liner that could last forever, uh, we won't know it until forever comes, right? <laughs> uh, so. So what we do is we're warrantying the helmet for two years, right? And then any if there's any ac- accident with the helmet, or you know, we would recommend you replace the helmet. Uh, but we will also have um, additional. You know, we could sell liners separately, mm-hmm. with as far as replacement liners. Or there's another thing about the liner. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but there's a cooling effect to it. So you. It's in, the, the fluid that we use doesn't freeze, so you can stick it and in. And they've your, tested it in the freezer. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the freezer. <laughs> <Well, I tested, laughs> we, we've tested, We you were there when we were going through different fluids. And so we've tested like 20 different fluids. Right. All With all different <laughs> temperatures and stuff like that. But So, so we're going to sell uh, additional liners as a package to new helmet owners too because you can so you can keep it cool, right? So you have a traveling case, you keep two extra liners in this cooler bag, put that in your motorcycle bag, or you're riding for an hour in the hot sun, uh, you know what, it's not cooling my head as much anymore, so you just take a cool liner oh, cool. out, put your, your warm liner in, and with three liners you could go, you know, eight hours of riding with cooling. Nobody cool. else offers that.
0: So. So, tell you guys just um, closed uh, another $500,000 investment, so for a total 1.5 million. First of all, Donnie, how hard is it to raise money?
2: It's hard. You know, you, it it is. Um, it's something I did in my career, so I've learned how to do it better. But um, like what are they sever- looking for? What kind
0: of? Tell me a little bit about that process.
2: Well, the, you know, some. It, it's it's a, it's a process that's very interesting. Everybody buys different ways. Some as you know, some people are more emotional, some people are more technical. You know, Jay when Jay goes and buys a car, Jay will buy a car and he'll want to know how many um, how much horsepower there is, what is the torque, all the qualities of that vehicle. Also center of mass.
1: He'll he'll <laughs> think he'll think well, about your, your FRS he'll, is Mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd you die at that part? He's in kind of the best So, oh, okay.
2: so he'll see things that way. Uh, and and i have gone, yeah. and I've spent a hundred thousand dollars. You know about
1: the boxer motor and the oh, piston? Yeah. That <laughs> As you were. See what? See what, it is. <laughs> see what it is?
2: And so this is how some people buy. So you go into car sales, you know, you go into auto shop, they'll tell you they gotta sell you one way or the other. Well, I'm the other guy. Um, <laughs> I'm the other guy. I'll spend $100,000. I have. I literally spent $100,000 on the car. And then um, I had the car for a year and somebody asked me what was the, you know, how many liters was the engine and what kind of (laughs) everything. And I I had, literally honestly, I had never opened the hood of the car. (laughs) I had never looked at the engine and I said it was metal. (laughs) Because for me, the coolest part of the car was like, you know, when you got up to speed, you know, the car would lower down, the radio would turn itself up, and I was happy. It didn't matter to me what was going on. So, people are different. So, buyers buy um, investors are the same way they invest in emotion or they invest in the technical side. They either look at what you're doing technically or they believe in the end game. They look and they see this smiling face and they say, You know, if people feel that way wearing this helmet, I know they're going to buy a lot of them. That's what they care about. Somebody else is going to say, well, tell me about the liner. Tell me about that material. What makes it better than, give me your data. What makes it better than another helmet? They're two different investors. They're going to have different expectations. They're going to approach things differently. It doesn't mean that you can't get them to invest, you just have to, and that's what I'm good at, as I said, you have to be
1: adaptable, you have to be able to talk speak about their it. language. talk their about language. wooing, you know, exactly. you gotta woo uh, 100 gotta, grand out of someone's pocket. Yeah, we right? just did that yeah. yesterday, right. so, yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, so that, that is the part of it, but the process is like anything else, it's a numbers game, you have to contact a lot of people, you have to collect a lot of dots, you gotta know people that have an interest, a lot of our, our investors, our riders, a lot of them were people that were in companies that did deals with me before, that know they have a track record experience. Sometimes all they do is they're buying the management team, they're looking and saying these two guys have their act together, they know exactly what they're going to do and they brought great a great team together. Sometimes that's what they're investing on. The product is almost secondary. That's actually very true. They're investing with lo- in you guys. Yeah, because a lot of times a product may not be the very best product. Like look at you right here. We're in the shadow of um, Edison. It wasn't the very best light bulb, but he knew exactly what it needed to be, and then could get more people to buy it than the other guy. And and so there was a you know that was a big game of showing what was better versus what, or what was best versus what was um, able to be marketed better.
0: Alright, we got three minutes, short question from Evan, short answer, and then I want to wrap
1: it up. So, quick question. So, how do you guys, um, like, how, how are you planning to sell to people in the states where you don't have to wear a helmet, where it's not mandatory, so how are you guys going to make them want to wear your guys' helmet when they don't have to? It's choice. You know, uh, <clears throat> we're not going to convert everybody to wearing helmets. That's just the bottom line. Um, there's, you know, we're offering something, a, a selection, that nobody else in the world is offering. So we don't have to sell to 100% of the market. We could sell to... Well, can I jump in, in sell a little 100%. bit? Yeah. Can I just toot your heart a little bit? And then I want to wrap it up. But they have a cool factor. This is a cool helmet.
0: But they also have these really cool painted helmets. And you just put up on Sturgis. Sturgis is the is that the biggest motorcycle rally? Yeah, in the it's country? the
1: biggest in the world. How many? How many? People? Up to a million. Up to a million people. They are the official
0: that? helmet at Sturgis. That doesn't happen. I mean, that's like wow. that says a, a lot.
1: And that's so, a no helmet state. that's yeah. a no helmet state. Yeah. So. And they've never you, had an official helmet in their whole history. I didn't know that either. Yeah, this the first. So that's, in that's the first years. helmet they've ever had. And they
0: didn't like, like. That was something they did on their own. They didn't like pay. We them went, anything. yeah, we so, went.
1: We had a booth there, and then we we just had meetings a, <clears throat> with uh, the right people, and everybody was just so blown well away. So if it looks cool,
0: feels good, it's got the cooling factor. Now all of a sudden, so yeah, I'm in no helmet state, but you know what, my head does get really hot on these long rides. Then they're making people. you know, i heard somebody say this expression before. You can, uh, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? But they, I heard the other end of that is you can make them thirsty, right? I think you're making them thirsty. I think you're making people say, you know what, I want to wear that. I don't have to wear that, I want to wear it, it's cool. So they have some that look glossy and have really cool, they have had really well-known artists that have done very cool designs, you can get them custom-made. So, anyway, please give it up for Jason
2: and Donnie. I want you to just take note of this right here. You have to understand the pain points. So when you start thinking about your own business, you have to understand the pain point and know how to fix it. That's just audacity and confidence, that's good. And you gotta have the you know, an audacity, whether it's arrogance, guts, nerve, other I'm words I'm gonna change the word other more masculine words. Um, and and the confidence to change everything. And that's what we believe in each other. We have the confidence, and we know we're going to change the world. It.
0: And those low days, they uh, they pick each other up. So right. uh, folks, if you extra credit, so if you get something on Donnie and Jason for me by noon on Saturday, um, I will add that to the to the mix. Um, final exam Tuesday in this class, 8 to 10. i booked a, that time. So um, if you need to
2: take the whole time,